0: everyone, you're listening to the Health and Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Alison Mitchell, a practicing naturopath and you can find me on naturopathnsw.com.au. Hi everyone, thanks so much for joining us today. We're joined by the beautiful Therese Kerr from The Divine Company. How are you Therese? I'm awesome, thank you honey. How are you? Yeah, I'm going so well, thank
1: you. That's good, I'm so happy to be here and to speak with you.
0: Yeah, lovely. So what I wanted to know is, how did you get to be where you are now in the wellness industry?
1: Well, in 2001, not many people know, although more are starting to know, but um, I had tumours in my spleen and I had to have my spleen removed. Uh, Prior to that, in 1995, I had endometriosis so bad that I always wanted four children and I could only ever have two. When I had tumours in my spleen, I actually started to question, well, what on earth have I done to my body? to cause my body to react in the way that it had. First of all to have endometriosis and secondly to have tumours in my spleen. That's when I met Bill Statham and my whole world changed
0: for the better. So then that made you decide to research into the health industry and that's when you started looking into chemicals and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I know that you're very passionate about certified organics, so can you talk a little bit why this is so important to you?
1: Yep. So when I had tumours in my spleen, um, I thought I was healthy, as most people do. We think we're healthy. We think we're doing the right thing. We only know what we know. So it's not until we actually look in the area, or if you don't know, you don't know, that you discover things. And I discovered when I met Bill Statham that the chemicals in our everyday products, their skin, hair, beauty, personal, baby, oral care, our candles, anything that comes under the word cosmetics, which basically on the floor of a department store, the cosmetics floor, anything in there, the companies are allowed to use chemicals on the basis that they are safe until proven otherwise. I didn't know that and most people don't and I think that is absolutely ludicrous. The other thing is that a company can release any cosmetic product onto the market which also includes makeup but everything as I said on the cosmetic floor they can release any product on the basis it is safe until proven otherwise without pre-market or health testing. Just crazy.
0: That's crazy. So we're the guinea pigs really.
1: Yeah, well, last year I was involved in the launch of The Human Experiment, a movie out here that Sean Penn uh, directed and was um, involved in. And we really are The Human Experiment. And unfortunately, people just do not realise the chemicals in our everyday products are petroleum or pesticide derived predominantly. And they are either known carcinogens, neurotoxins, immunotoxins, developmental reproductive toxins, endocrine disrupting chemicals,
0: obesogens, just to name a few. Yeah. So what you're talking about is POPs, is that correct? Yeah. Persistent organic, organic pollutants. And I think what's so scary about those is that they just don't degrade. They don't degrade in the human body or in the environment either. And they're related to so many problems.
1: Yeah, and it's not just that. There's other, there's lots of chemicals. There are ones that are water soluble in our body. Uh, Professor Mark Cohen did a study where he took new, um, took 13 participants. He took their uh, sample of urine prior to putting them on an 80% certified organic diet. This is food only and reduced the pesticide level within seven days within their bodies by 90%. Now that's amazing. So our body has this innate ability The challenge is there are so many chemicals that are what we call fat soluble Mm. that our body can't get rid of and it has to go through to get rid of the fat soluble chemicals It has to go through our liver. And our liver needs to be supported during the whole process. Yeah. And the key though, um, Alison, is really about removing those chemicals and removing that body burden that we place upon ourselves every day. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so passionate about this because babies are being born. And I know you've just had a little baby. And, you know, babies are being born with on average 200 chemicals, synthetic chemicals in their little bodies. Mm-hmm. And if mums knew that, They would never put products on their body and have it transfer to their children.
0: It's so scary. And I I attended a talk by um, Dr. Joseph Pizzorno earlier this year, and he was telling a story about a colleague of his who analysed his wife's breast milk and he found so many toxins in the breast milk that he actually had to treat it as toxic waste.
1: Isn't that scary? Well, on average, our breast milk, so one of the fastest ways that we detox as a woman is to have a baby. Mm -hmm. Professor Mark Cohen states this openly all the time. The research that's... um, out there that's being released in regard to this is overwhelming and alarming. And a lot of the scientists are singing, uh, shouting this information from the rooftops saying, one of the quickest ways we we detox is to have a baby. One of the other fastest ways we detox as a woman is to breastfeed. And that's because our breast milk is so fat concentrated and we pass our fat soluble chemicals down to our babies while we're breastfeeding as well. And yes, don't get me wrong, breastfeeding is the best thing for our babies But the key is to ensure that our bodies are clean way before we ever want to have a baby. Again, we only know what we know when we know it and we can only act when we know it. So for any mums who are listening there who are breastfeeding, remove the chemical burden you place upon yourself every day. Your deodorant, your hand wash, your body wash, your body lotion, your shampoo, your conditioner, your toothpaste, all of these products are impacting your body and ultimately your children and or potential children.
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you in that. Like what the best optimal situation would be to, to remove the toxins beforehand. But if you come into the situation where you're unaware of the toxic load that you have been exposed to and you are breastfeeding, then certainly breastfeeding is still going to be best. Yes, so. definitely.
1: And, and it is definitely without a doubt. It's about removing with your awareness, you know, switch your deodorant. You know, one of the last things you want to do is put deodorant. So just let me explain why it's so important and why this awareness needs to be out there is that our skin absorbs on average sixty percent of what we put on it. In different areas of our body will actually absorb up to a hundred percent. So the mucous membranes under our tongue in our mouth will absorb a hundred percent. Under our arms we can absorb up to In our intimate areas, again, because the mucous membranes are there, will absorb up to 100%. So the last thing we want to do is put underarm deodorant that contains aluminium that's never been tested for safety in cosmetics, that contains triclosan, which is a registered pesticide, fragrance, now fragrance alone is what we call a cluster ingredient Mm -hmm. where it can contain literally hundreds of chemicals that are undisclosed and only ever have to be listed as one ingredient on the label. So it's so important for people to understand the impact of the chemicals that they're putting on their body and that those chemicals will actually go into their body and not only if it's not only if you're um, having a baby or if you're breastfeeding but for any human being those chemicals have to go somewhere. So it's understanding the impact of those and switching to safer alternatives. And that's why we've created the divine company certified organic deodorant, toothpaste, mouth rinse, hand wash, body wash, body lotion, hand sanitizer, which is a a massive um, challenge for me. I can't understand why anyone would put hand sanitizer on their body and if they know uh, the chemicals, they never will basically
0: again. Mm That's a challenging situation, I would imagine, because like, when you're faced with people working in hospitals and things like that, um, then like, the, the issue with the germs is probably a big deal as well, but obviously for everyone else, when, you can, when you're dealing with like little pocket packs, then that deal, um, having a better alternative is, is obviously a nice idea.
1: Yeah. And with that, um, we've just had our hand sanitizer, which is lemon myrtle. We've had it tested independently and the research has come back. We have scientific document now that states that our hand sanitizer is as effective as any other hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. And it's lemon myrtle. And lemon myrtle is so antibacterial, antimicrobial. Our goal is to get that into the hospitals, so to give people a healthier alternative. And I don't know how long that will take, but that's my goal. Okay. And have health yeah. practitioners actually use our hand sanitizer instead of the ones that they have to use in accordance with their regulations.
0: Yeah. One of the other things that you were saying as well is that it's not just the the pregnancy and breastfeeding, but there's a lot of other conditions related to these chemicals as well. And I was looking at some figures, which I found quite scary as well, about the growing incidence of breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And I found that in females in the year 1983, it went from 5,318 to um, 13,261 in the year 2006. So that's a really dramatic increase. And I think that the increase in the numbers isn't just due to the screening screening practices that are being changed, but it has something to do with our, our environment as well.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I don't know if you've read the World Health Organisation report of 2012, where the World Health Organisation engaged the services of specialists Um, in their field to report on endocrine disrupting chemicals and their impacts. And their findings were semen quality has dropped 40% compared to what it used to be. Genital malformation in baby boys, and this is scary. The fact that the endocrine disrupting chemicals are impacting our baby boy's genitalia and having it become malformed or not forming properly. So what that means is the testes don't drop, the tip of the penis isn't on the tip of the penis, it's on a different part of the penis. The penis doesn't grow it has increased the incidence of malformed genitalia has increased by 400 percent preterm pregnancy which means that the pregnancy doesn't go full term has increased dramatically Uh, we have endocrine disrupting disorders which are breast ovarian testicular cancer pcos that's polycystic ovarian syndrome um, endometriosis infertility as it is at an all-time high Mm. so much so that the world health organization is saying these type of disorders Uh, We're at the tip of the iceberg in relation to the incidents of it within society now That's scary. How many people though have seen that report? And this is my argument. Why isn't this shared? You know, why isn't that information shared with the general public when they'd rather report on me drinking a reverse osmosis water? Heavens (laughs) It's just crazy to me. It's crazy. We should be reporting what matters You know, we should be reporting Professor Sarah Lance's um, uh, study where she took newborn babies' umbilical cords, tested them in Queensland and found on average 200 uh, synthetic chemicals in their little umbilical cords. Now that study is emulated all around the world with the same findings that on average 200 chemicals both in our babies' umbilical cords and in our breast milk. Why isn't that reported? We need to make people aware so that people can then make informed
0: choices definitely we definitely need to have this information and and yeah if you if you know it all and you continue to make the choices then that's that's your prerogative
1: yeah yeah exactly and that's what i'm about it's about well, i honestly knowing what i know and having researched to the level that i have for the last nearly 15 years wow was just an eye opener when i got to meet bill stefan i actually was angry that i didn't know this because I would never, never have lathered myself in highly perfumed products and or any conventional product if I knew it consisted of all of those classes of chemicals that I mentioned to you earlier. And I would never ever have had, I believe personally, endometriosis and or I believe that it actually impacted and, and uh, was a major contributor to tumors in my spleen. I used to wear um, the teeth whitening, put the teeth whitener in my mouth and leave it on. Overnight, I would lather myself in copious amounts of highly perfumed products, and never, ever understanding that most of which are never, un, uh, never tested for safety, and that they are known. You know, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, states. Uh, Joanna Congleton, the senior um, scientist at the EWG, the Environmental Working Group, states that the FDA says that nearly one in five cosmetics contain formaldehyde-releasing chemicals known to cause cancer. Again. Nobody hears about that. That's That's just so scary. Yeah, it is. It is scary. And the thing is that we can transform this, but it will take the actual people returning back to nature. Mm. Our world used to be organic. You know, our world was organic. Now, Organic isn't even organic because a company can claim something is organic if it has one natural ingredient, but it may contain hundreds of chemicals and still be classed as organic. That's why it's so important to be informed so that you can choose certified organic, which is really the true organic. And it's sad that organic really has to be labelled certified organic for it to be that way now.
0: That's right. It's just the buzzword at the moment and you see it all the time where people think that they're, they're choosing a, a product and when you actually teach people to look at the ingredients list then it's not so much because the, it might just be one ingredient in that that's actually organic.
1: Mm. Yep, exactly and that's unfortunately that's what we Now as fate would have it I sat on a plane next to the Assistant Shadow Minister for Health Stephen Jones and we had a very good conversation and uh, my goal is to bring the reach program from Europe to Australia so that in the reach program for those of who don't uh, those of the listeners who don't know is a program where um, they will not allow chemicals to be used in cosmetics until such time as they're proven to be safe. We need to bring that here. We also need to change the labeling laws because companies, unfortunately, can claim something is organic if it has one natural ingredient. And the big companies are jumping on the demand for organic because they're realising people are wanting to move to safer products. But let me tell you, there are so many products out there that purport to be safe that aren't, especially in cosmetics where you need to actually have certified organic on the front and the logo of the reputable company on the back. I work with Australian Certified Organic. I'm the health and wellness ambassador for Australian Organic. Pete Evans is the cooking ambassador, Costa Georgiadis is the gardening ambassador, and we are such supporters of Certified Organic and getting that message out that for it to be safe, it really needs to be Certified Organic. You're guaranteed doesn't have the GMOs, the TEAs, the DEAs, the glycols, the parabens, the phthalates, the sulfates, the ethoxylates, the formaldehyde, formaldehyde, uh, derivatives, all of these chemicals that are in our everyday products that people use. So um, unfortunately, a lot of the endocrine disrupting chemicals are also obesogenic or obesogens. Now what that means is that they cause us to put on and retain weight. The link between our chemicals and our everyday products and obesity is now becoming so apparent. Mm -hmm. So obesogens, obesogens actually cause our fat cells to multiply. They reprogram our cells to become fat cells and they cause our body to retain weight as well. Mm. So it's pretty, you know, when you look at the alarming um, amount of different chemicals and I didn't mention teratogens as well. So teratogens are actually known to cause birth and embryo defects and the challenge is what the research is showing is that the dose no longer determines the poison in relation to endocrine disrupting chemicals. So depending on the critical phase of development, for example, that a baby is going through in utero or the fetus is developing in utero, if you have these chemicals enter the little bodies, they are basically, the endocrine disrupting chemicals um, are basically synthetic hormones that mimic our hormones and they send our endocrine system into total disarray. And I just want to share with your um, followers and listeners that our endocrine system is so important, it's like the tuning fork for our body. It consists of our ovaries, our testes, our adrenals, our pancreas, our thyroid, our parathyroid, and three parts of our brain, our hypothalamus, pituitary and pineal glands. Now these chemicals impact our endocrine system and our endocrine sends signals out to just about every cell within our body. It regulates our metabolism and it regulates our hormones and controls hormone development. Now that last part is critical because our babies, our children are growing. They're going through critical phases of development and yet they have these endocrine disrupting chemicals pulsating through their little bodies.
0: Mm.
1: We have to change that. And the way to change that is to switch to SAFER. Yeah. Read the label, switch to certified organic. That is your guarantee that you don't have the chemicals that are in the every conventional, uh, everyday products that are in the, you know, the chemicals that are in our normal products. The certified organic ones don't have that they don't have the genetically modified, they don't have the nasty ingredients. And like anything, when you're putting products on your body that contain chemicals, 60% on average will go into your skin. But if you're putting products that contain high nutrient rich ingredients that support the body, then your body will absorb those as well. Mm. So we've seen as a result of that, we've seen the most amazing incredible testimonies, received the incredible uh, testimonies on eczema, dermatitis, rosacea, psoriasis. Why? Because the products don't contain any nasties, they actually contain nutrient rich, um, antioxidant rich ingredients that help to transform the skin.
0: Mm, That's good, yeah. Yeah. There's so many people out there that do have skin conditions that would benefit from that nutrient source as well.
1: Yeah, well on average now they're saying about 30% of babies have eczema, mm. you know why, we have to start questioning why these things have become so apparent and what have we done and or what are we doing and how do we transform this and the transformation will occur at the ground level, it won't occur with you or me preaching this or sharing this information, I don't mean to say preaching. I don't preach. It Basically, it is what it is and people take from it what serves them, leave what doesn't, but at least they're informed. But it will come when the actual people stop buying the products because when you stop every dollar you spend, you're either voting for things to continue as the way they are or you're voting for them to change. And that's what happened with the uh, mums in America. They refused to buy BPA baby bottles, Mm. baby bottles containing BPA. What did the companies do? They had no market, they had to stop creating it. That's what we need to do. And Australia is so far behind. We think we're clean and green. Yes, we are, but our laws in regard to chemicals and the use of chemicals, we're so far behind. And so many of the chemicals that are used in our everyday products and also on our crops because I take a holistic approach. Everything's certified organic to me, our food, what we're putting in our body. I meditate, it's a holistic approach, but we have Um, chemicals being used here that have been banned in other countries for
0: years. Mm. Yeah, We do do see that the um, consumers have been able to express their power in the food industry quite Mm -hmm. well recently and and that there has been so much more products out there that are the the low sugar options or containing stevia or or even labelled as organic, even though that might be a little bit cheeky on the manufacturer's behalf uh, Mm -hmm. because it's not truly organic. But it does go to show that we do have the power Mm -hmm. as long as we vote with our dollar.
1: Yeah, well our dollar counts. That's the only way change will really be affected is if we actually cause it to. And a lot of people doing a little bit actually demanding a healthier alternative will bring about that change, will cause the um, uh, demand to increase, the supply to increase as well. And you know, what I'm so excited about in Australia, we have the largest land mass of certified organic land in the world. So we've gone from 12 million to 20 million hectares, um, but the problem is the majority of the produce, the certified organic produce that's being produced is actually going over to China. Um, so we have to transform that. We have to have, it would be wonderful if we had Australians actually choosing to have it here and choosing that health, being the awareness behind their thoughts, behind their purchases so that they can actually choose health.
0: Mm.
1: And so that, that's your passion, spreading that information and empowering people. Yeah it is and whoever wants to be empowered you know it's not about as I said it's not about preaching it's about providing this information and take from it what serves you leave what doesn't but at least be informed. If I knew back when I had tumours before I had tumours in my spleen when I was younger and I used to lather myself in highly perfumed products and used to eat conventional produce that If I knew the damaging impacts of the sprays, if I knew the damaging impacts of the chemicals in those products, I would never have put them on my body. And I would never have, you know, um, I I would have actually looked at how can I clean my body before I ever have children as such. And again, we only know what we know. And I'm blessed that, you know, if I had had my children when um, I had been using products for a long time, because we were only really young when we had our kids, and my body wasn't toxic you know it didn't have a lot of toxins mm-hmm. but it was after i had my kids and i started working and i could afford the consumables and the perfumes and the body washes and the body lotions and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and you know it's about just being aware
0: yeah and then it's accumulated and yeah. I think that's that's something as well is that like a little bit of these chemicals may not be a problem for some people, but when it starts to become overuse in your everyday life and like when you're using multiples of the products that contain the chemicals, that's when you want to start being con- a bit more concerned about it. So if you yeah. have the opportunity to start slowly replacing, such as like if you've run out of your deodorant, then replace it with a, um, a safer alternative and then do just empty what, um, replace what you finished, then that's a much more gentle way instead of chucking out everything in the house and replacing it all at once. That's not a very um, cost-effective solution.
1: Yeah, yep, exactly. And you know, some people, when they hear me talk, you know, I tend to put people into a little bit of a shock-induced coma, And but I bring them out and I leave them empowered because that's the important thing, is they actually know, and I don't sugarcoat it. I share exactly what it is so that people can make those informed choices. And they can choose how long it takes them to remove the chemicals. But once you live in a chemical-free home, I've got to tell you, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful to know that whatever you're putting on your skin or in your body um, is actually supporting, not hindering your health. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to share a couple of the um, chemicals in our everyday products?
0: Well, that was that was going to be something I was going to ask you about. Like, what should we be concerned about the most?
1: Okay, and so the there's... Ingredients? Yeah, there's lots of different chemicals. So sodium lauryl sulfate is in, in so many of our chemicals. Um, I don't know if you know that it's a it's the thing that causes the um, foaming surfactant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an emulsifier. Um, it is said now. Bill Statham has a little app called the Chemical Maze app, and or a it's little good app. That's a good app. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a great reference tool. So um, with that particular ingredient, it may cause or aggravate acne. It contains traces. Um, amounts of ethylene oxide or dioxin linked to cancer, uh, also linked to uh, skin, eye, lung irritation. It's found in our acne treatment. It's found in our body wash, our bubble bath, our conditioner, our facial cleanser, liquid hand. So also found in car wash detergent and hard surface cleaners. So that's one to keep an eye out for. The other um, uh, ones you may want to keep an eye out for is alcohol denatured. Alcohol denatured is um, uh, linked to birth defects. It's considered broadly toxic, it is a suspected teratogen, which means that it's suspected to uh, cause birth and embryo defects. Fragrance, as I said, unfortunately just about every household product, including your dishwashing liquid, including your washing powder, including all of your everyday personal care products, except for your oral products, contain the word fragrance. Now, fragrance is that cluster ingredient. It's actually, um, you never know what's in it. Alcohol denatured is a normal ingredient. Phenoxyethanol, DMDM, hydantin, uh, propyl betaine, all sorts of chemicals. Never assessed for safety. Can't be because no one ever knows what's in it. And it's suspected immunotoxin and neurotoxin. We also have propylene glycol. Propylene glycol is a absorption enhancer, which causes the other chemicals to be absorbed quicker in your body. It's um, also suspected reproductive, immuno and neurotoxicity as well. And then aluminium, as I said, it's in your deodorants, uh, antiperspirants, never been tested for safety, Uh, strong evidence of neurotoxicity and suspected reproductive toxicity. Then you have BHT, Um, I could go on and on, skin irritation, suspected reproductive, uh, respiratory, liver, skin, sense organ, kidney, and immuno and neurotoxin, which is just crazy. Sodium fluoride, let me share that, bone cancer, bone fractures, dental fluorosis, never assessed for safety in cosmetics. I wanted to share with you, there's an industry um, uh, panel called the Cosmetics Ingredients Review Panel, and that is funded by the cosmetics industry to review the chemicals that the cosmetics industry themselves use in their products, which is just crazy. So they um, review some cosmetics, But ultimately there's only been 11 11 chemicals in cosmetics that have ever been banned over the last 39 years, which is crazy. So we have sodium fluoride, which is um, known to cause osteomalacia, suspected cardiovascular, respiratory developmental liver, musculoskeletal and neurotoxicity. Triclosan is in just about everything. It's a registered pesticide used in deodorants, toothpaste, um, mouth rinses, all oral products, um, hand sanitizer, allergic reactions, may contain chloroform and dioxin, skin, eye, and lung irritation, suspected skin, sense organ, and immunotoxin, and it is considered a wildlife and environmental toxin. Yet, perhaps, why do we not consider it as a human toxin? You know, crazy. Yeah crazy phenoxyethanol is another one this is a really nasty one and even some of the baby wipes out there that are purported to be healthy contain phenoxyethanol now phenoxyethanol absorbed by the skin effects from exposure may include irritation headache Mm -hmm. tremors central nervous system depression suspected reproductive and developmental toxin toxic to the kidneys the nervous system and the liver and that's in just about every product out there and then we have sodium benzoate Nasty ingredients suspected cardiovascular liver kidney neurotoxin suspected skin or sense organ uh, Toxin as well and these products, you know, it's just these chemicals. There's another one homosalate which actually increases the absorption of pesticide. It's found in sunscreens. There's lots of chemicals in sunscreens. I recommend zinc oxide or UV naturals or whatnot. Um, but there's a chemical called homocellate which increases the absorption of the pesticide by over 30%. So if you have a sunscreen and you're out there using pesticides in the garden, your body will absorb those pesticides 30% greater than if you didn't have the sunscreen on. Never assessed for safety. It's a penetration enhanced, uh, enhancer, sensitization, suspected endocrine disrupting as well. Crazy.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that like in 10 or 20 years we might start to find out about these ingredients as we did back in the day with how um, we used to think cigarettes and asbestos was safe for us. But <laughs> yep, we're going to find year. that out later.
1: Yep. And DDT. You know DDT was banned 15 years after in this country, uh, after it was banned in America. So banned in America 15 years before it was banned here. We're still spraying our strawberry crops with pesticides and chemicals that have been banned in other countries. There are so many chemicals in our everyday product that are banned in other countries and we will look back at this time and think I believe honestly we'll look back and say what on earth were we thinking? Mm You know, and as you said, you know, asbestos was safe. Yep. Um, we'll look back. I think we'll see that with fluoride in, a, in the very not too distant future. We'll look back and think, what were we doing? What did we do to ourselves? Yeah. So, and it's not all doom and gloom. It's not like I'm all about, I'm the eternal optimist. I'm all about, you know, ultimately we have the ability to transform this. And really we need to. The, I don't know if you know the rate of autism uh, within our children and I'm an ambassador for the Mind Foundation as well and uh, the Mind Foundation now states that it's one in 100 children officially in this country and we have professors who work with the Mind Foundation who are saying that it'll be one in two by 2025 if we keep continuing on the, on the route that we're on. It's a very
0: fast rate.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, it's gone from one in uh, 10,000 three decades ago to now one in uh, 100 officially, one in 68 in America officially. So our kids need us to step up. I believe, and Sarah Lance is often quoted as saying this, believes we have failed our children miserably and it's time we actually put things into place to rectify that and to and to go back to our organic world. You know, true organic mm-hmm. and back as nature intended.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a complicated issue the that side of things, isn't it? And but we definitely need to make the decision to choose the safest, healthiest option whenever we can. If, particularly yeah. if we know that it's there and we know that it does a good job as well. Mm,
1: exactly, and that's all we can do, honey. That's all we. I say to people, if you're going to switch, if you're going to buy another toothpaste, look at a safer alternative and know that the safest is certified organic. If you're going to buy a deodorant, you know, switch to a safer alternative and it's just simply about that. And there's different exposure levels as well. Anything that's leave on your body, it's a maximum exposure. If you're washing your hands and you're just washing your hands, it's a minimum exposure because you're putting it on one area and you're washing it off basically immediately. But if you're putting shampoo on your head and conditioner and you're putting it all over your body, then the exposure level is great. Mm -hmm. When you're putting it in your mouth, the exposure level is great
0: as well. Yeah, that's right, because of the mucous membranes. Yeah, exactly, and that's the
1: same with, you know, when we released a personal lubricant, Miranda's like, oh my God, Mum, you know, the media's going to have a field day. And I'm like, you know what? That's okay, the mucous membranes in our intimate areas absorb chemicals, yet the lubricants contain reproductive toxins that um, also uh, carcinogens, neurotoxins, all sorts of chemicals, Mm -hmm. the um, lubricants contain that and it's about don't put those things in your intimate areas, that's why we created a personal lubricant, so much to Miranda's shock. That's okay. I like to shock my kids. <laughs> That's
0: the job of a parent.
1: <laughs> exactly. I, we have a sticker um, which says, live long enough to be a worry to your children. <laughs> yeah, that, I like that. <laughs> yeah, so do I. My husband and I ride motorbikes everywhere so I think we worry them a little bit. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: I would be worried too if my parents
1: did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fun and you know, and life's about living and enjoying it as well.
0: You exactly.
1: know, it to the utmost. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lovely. Well, um, how about we finish off with, I'd just like to know what your favourite plant ingredient is that you use in your products? Oh, my favourite plant ingredient? I have so many. We have rooibos
1: in our um, product. Rooibos is so healing. It's 50 times more antioxidant rich than green tea. That's why it's in all of our products and we use um, aloe vera and, you know, lemon myrtle. Lemon myrtle? Lemon myrtle, I think, would have to be. My absolute favourite, but I love aloe vera. I love, you know, all of our ingredients.
0: They're just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, that, so maybe yeah, lemon myrtle because it's just able to do such a good a job as an antiseptic as well, and it mm-hmm. smells so nice. Yeah, still it's so so nice. Australian, doesn't it? It is. It's
1: beautiful, and it is. It's the highest. It's the most recognised antibacterial, antimicrobial ingredient over and above any chemical. And we knew that when we created our hand sanitizer and now we've got the scientific evidence to prove it
0: lovely mm. yeah that's, that's wonderful so good well thank you so much for joining me today and sharing all your wealth of information i'm sure that all the listeners and followers have just been so enlightened and empowered after this oh
1: thank you thank you for having me gorgeous and um come along you know come along to some of our events i invite your listeners to come along and actually see the evidence and the research that um, that we're presenting and you know we're here to help and support that's really what we're doing and you know the, my goal is to educate and empower but without providing healthy alternatives the education is lost that's why we do what we do that's why we provide the healthy alternatives and they're so super concentrated and people love them when they try them they just love them which is wonderful beautiful oh, thank you gorgeous thank you for having me you're
0: so welcome. Have a lovely day. Thank you, too. Thank okay, you.
1: Bye-bye. Bye
0: bye. Bye. Bye.